springs the little ones down front and the tall ones toward the back. All right, come on right down to this lower level. Great job. Good job. Come on down, come on down. Good. And you girls in the back. You, you girls in the back, scoot forward. Can you scoot down a little bit this way? That way. There we go. Good job. You guys look good.
like to welcome everybody this morning. Uh, we just got another outstanding crowd for Sunday school, and we appreciate that. And all these kids up here, uh, Brother Jeremy touched on it last week when he opened up, but uh, just having this many kids up here and this many people at Sunday school is just such a blessing. And uh, we look forward to having a great day. It seems like uh, this morning we've struggled just uh, some, you know, national things on our mind and just uh, trying to put that all away and getting uh, focused on the Lord this morning. But that's what we all need to do uh, so he can move through the church this morning and we can see some people get saved and get where they need to be with the Lord. There's, I got a lot of burdens this morning and uh, I got to make sure I got myself where I need to be so uh, the Lord can use me however he sees fit this morning. And we just pray we have a great day in Sunday school and church. And uh, I'm asked brother uh, Mike Nichols dismisses Sunday school. My grandpa, my grandpa used to say, ain't the Lord been good to us? That was a, kind of a, a saying of his. But the Lord, the Lord has been good to us. And uh, it's uh, kind of mind-boggling sometimes to me how, why God's been as good to me as he has. But... Uh, it's beyond, it's beyond here. The Bible said, the eye hath not seen, the ear hath not heard, neither hath entered the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. And most of the time, we point that over yonder. And it, and it fits. It go, it, we don't know. We don't know half, half, even a third of what heaven's got. But by the same token, 
Did you ever get a real good blessing that didn't really surprise you? I mean, it's, it's new every time. So we, can't, we don't know what, what God's going to surprise us with this morning. If we, if we humble our hearts, he's got a storehouse full. He said, try me and see if I won't open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing you will not be able to contain. So uh, if we get our hearts right, he's made the promise. And he'll do his part. Uh, our lesson this morning is in the 26th chapter of the book of Matthew. And uh, this is a fitting lesson for today. Uh, this is about the Passover, when Jesus took the Passover and he instituted the Lord's Supper. And, uh, and we're going to have the Lord's Supper tonight. And so I thought that, that was a real fitting lesson for, for this weekend. But anyway, if the Lord let us get into it, uh, and I thought Blaine mentioned last week, I believe it was last week, a uh, lesson we had a couple of weeks ago. The last part of the lesson was talking about remembering where you come from and what God had done for you. And that's what this lesson's about. They, the, it, the Passover was instituted uh, after, after they come out of Egypt. And uh, you remember the, the last plague was the death of the firstborn. They, they put the blood on the doorpost and, and across the top. They didn't put it on the threshold. I, I think it was Albert Smith I preached one time said they didn't put it on the threshold because you ain't going to walk on the blood of Jesus. And uh, uh, now, the Bible does say something about that somewhere else, but I don't want to get into that. Anyway, uh, this is about what God's done for us and letting people know about it. So they instituted the Passover to praise God for what he'd done for them. And that... Uh, the deliverance from Egypt was a natural thing, but it points to a spiritual thing. And and I heard I heard a fellow on TV this morning talking about uh, the law age and, and the law covenant and the, and the grace covenant. And there's some difference, but the salvation that they had and the salvation I've got is the exact same thing. And uh, the people seem to think they had to work it, work it up, Dakar, to get it. That the blood, Jesus, well, what they're saying, Jesus hadn't died yet, but they can't, they can't read all the Bible, can't put it together for some reason. The Bible said there was a fountain opened in Jerusalem, and part flowed to the former sea, and part to the hinder sea. And the Bible said the blood of Christ cleanseth from all sin. A-L-L. And that's from eternity that way to eternity that way. Jesus, if you don't get saved by the blood of Jesus, you will not go to heaven. I don't care when you was born. Or how, how good a person you are and how good a works you got. Uh, God, we were created, the Bible said, in Christ Jesus unto good works that God foreordained that we should walk in them. 
But them works wasn't to get us saved. Them works was to get our people saved. He wants us to he wants us to do our good works while we're here to point our people to Jesus, and that's what this is about. It, uh, now, in the in the tenth chapter of the book of First Corinthians, uh, and I, I don't know if I can quote it exactly, but uh, it said that they all did eat that same spiritual meat, and they all did drink that same spiritual drink, and and the from that same spiritual rock, and that rock was Christ. And that was talking about them people back, way back there. Said they did drink that same spiritual rock. They got a drink out of the same fountain I did. And uh, so they, uh, salvation by the grace of God. And you read the, uh, the 116th Psalm, one of my favorites. Read, read David's experience and tell me he didn't get the same thing I did. Or you go back, go back and read in the book of Job and he said, I know my Redeemer liveth, that he shall stand upon the earth in the latter day. Salvation. But anyway, let's get to this lesson. Now, now the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Unto him, where wilt thou that we prepare for thee to eat the Passover? Now, if you if you had a Sunday school book, and this is the reason we don't bomb for everybody anymore, partly, some of this commentary uh, leaves a little bit to be desired. Uh, this guy in the commentary, in last week's lesson, I think it was, and this week's lesson, too, uh, said that Jesus had to have all these, like the donkeys. He said in the commentary, he, Jesus probably had that all arranged with that guy ahead of time. And uh, I, told, I told Ronnie and Blaine out there, uh, Jesus had that arranged before the foundation of the world where he had it arranged. You go back to the book of Zechariah and it tells you. I believe I believe that's where it's at. And, and Blaine brought that across last week. Uh, it was prophesied in the book of Zechariah how he was going to come into Jerusalem. And uh, so God had that fixed before the foundation of the world. Same way with this uh, Lesson today, if you read, the, we'll read the next verse in a minute, but uh, the guy said he probably, he'd probably already arranged with this guy to use his house. Uh, that's another one that was arranged before the foundation of the world. And God can fix anything he wants to. He wanted to use my house one time. Flavus I stood up and preached, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And God made that real to me. And I come to Jesus, and he moved in. He'd been there ever since. And the greatest move, best move I ever made in my life. And it's been joy to me. 
That, that's been 60-some years ago, and it gets sweeter all the time. One of these days, one of these days, it's going to reach uh, its potential, and I, that's just a dream. I mean, we can't, we can't, I done quoted that scripture about imagining. We can't imagine what heaven's going to be like and how good we're going to, I, I said, talking a while ago about you get a good blessing, it's, it surprises you. Heaven's going to be that way all the time. I don't, I mean, that's what I think anyway. Anybody got a comment? And he said, go into the city to such a man and say unto him, the master saith, my time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at thy house with my disciples. And uh, he, did, he didn't ask. He just made a statement. Well, have you ever been sitting in church before and God come along and tell you to sing a song or, or get up and testify? He wasn't asking you. He was making a statement. This, I need you to do this. Because there's somebody here that needs to hear it. Or else you need it. I've, I've had things God's blessed me with before, and I figured it was probably just for me that I needed it worse than anybody else. I think that about teaching Sunday school. I get more, I get more out of it than anybody else does. But God... God takes care of us, and he gives us what we have to do, what we need to do, when we need to do it. Did you ever, did you ever have God, well, we, we just say on Sunday morning, did you ever have God give you a testimony and burn you up, and you just sit back and say, well, that, that don't fit right here, and then come back on Sunday night and try to give that testimony? It don't work. I've tried that. It just don't work. And uh, so God wants it done when he wants it done because the person that needed it might not be here on Sunday night. And, uh, and it, this is all about, and this is the whole point of this whole lesson, this is all about reaching out to our people and letting them know what we've got and how real it is so that they'll want it. And if I stand, I stand up here every Sunday morning and tell the church that being saved is the best thing that ever happened to me. And if I, if, if I leave the church house on Sunday or Sunday night or whenever, and my life the rest of the week don't back up what I say on Sunday morning, I've, I'm sinning. So this, the Passover was instituted by God to be a witness. Now, let me, I want to read a scripture. In the 13th chapter of the book of Exodus, and this is talking about the Passover, the eighth verse. And I, I got a blessing out of this one already. And thou shalt shew thy son in that day, saying, 
This is done because of that which the Lord did unto me when I came forth out of Egypt. And this is done, what we're doing this morning is done because of the day that Jesus brought us all out of bondage. He saved us and he gave us a job to do. He wants us to, he wants us to tell our people why we're here and, and why we do what we do. Why do we come to church all the time? I love that song they sang in the choir. I love the blessed Savior divine. He brightens up this pathway of mine. And that's what he done for me. In 1956, he picked me up and set my feet on a rock and give me a hope in Jesus that one day I'm going to heaven. And that's why I do what I do. That's why I come to church. I want, I want everybody in the world to get saved. That ain't going to happen, but I'd like to see it. I'd like to, I'd like to see everybody that comes in this church that's not saved get saved. And I'd like to see a whole gang of them this morning. I told them, Gene, yesterday or day before one, I said, I'd sure love to see a real hallelujah meeting Sunday morning. And of course, she said, we've been having some real good ones. I, I had to say, yeah, we have. But I'd like to see it even better. I don't know how it could be, but it's... Uh, I told some of them, when all them people was on the altar Sunday, I come awful close to shouting. That's about as close as I've been in a long time. And ain't done it yet. Vocally, anyway. But I was just thinking the other day, I, my favorite scripture in the whole Bible, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. I believe when Jesus shouts up there, I'm going to shout coming out of the grave if I'm in it. I believe. Uh, if anybody's standing around listening, they better have earplugs in because it's going to be loud. And, uh, and we can only imagine that too. But uh, Anybody got a comment? God's got a reason for every testimony, and and we don't know. Uh, well, just like the day that I got saved, God sent Edna Mason to me. 
And if she hadn't come to me, I'd have stood right there and held onto the seat and might not never have got saved. I've, I've wondered a lot of times, where would I be? But I'm certainly glad that she followed the Lord. And uh, Anybody else got anything? But this, the Passover was instituted to show people, like I read in that eighth verse, show our people where God brought us from. Now, God brought them out of bondage, but it, also, he also, and I quoted that scripture a while ago, he all, they were also saved. They did all drink of that same spiritual rock, and that rock was Christ. And uh, so, <clears throat> and the disciples did as Jesus had appointed them, and they made ready the Passover. Now, Jesus kept the law completely to a jot and a tittle, however you want to say it, but he kept it completely. The Bible said that he was tempted in all manner like as we are, yet without sin. I can't imagine that, really. I mean, I know it's a fact. But just looking at my life, I know how I am or how I've been. And uh, we, we, none of us couldn't live perfect. I mean, I think we ought to try just as hard as we can by the help of the Lord. Now, if, if we do things absolutely right, the way we're supposed to, we could live a lot better than we do, I believe. I could. Uh, do you, did you ever have Satan come along trying to get you to do something or not do something or whatever, and uh, you'd argue with him and argue with him and argue with him, and, and uh, pretty soon you'd either do what he said or not do what he didn't want you to, and uh, uh, he won. Satan, Satan can out-argue me. But I've got a God that he can't out-argue. I've... I had a... I've told this a lot of times, but I had an experience one time when I, I just had... I just got saved. I hadn't been saved very long. And... Uh, I come home from school, and wasn't nobody home but me. But the devil had been on my back all day long. And I come home, and I, I went in the bathroom and got on my knees. I said, Lord, I can't handle this. I need your help. And I got up, and there was a Sunday school leaflet laying on the dresser, a uh, visitor's leaflet. And the, the memory verse on that leaflet was, uh, I'll not have you, this is just part of it, but I'll not have you tempted above what you're able, but with every temptation, there's a way made for your escape. And that was my way, because he filled my cup up and run it over, and the devil was gone. And uh, I guess God done it that way just to 
planted in my mind that he could help me because I, I needed a lot of help. And, uh, but he helped me with that, and that's, that same experience has been helping me ever since. But the disciples did as Jesus had appointed them, and they made ready the Passover. If we do what Jesus appoints us, uh, we'll get a blessing. Uh, and uh, if we don't, I've thought about that. Our Lord's Supper, and I, I, I may be trying to get, I may be getting ahead of myself a little, but if we if we do the Lord's Supper and we do it right, that has that has to be done right out of your heart. You got to remember why we have the Lord's Supper. Remember the shed blood. You're, you're, you're showing, the, the Bible said we're showing the Lord's death till he come again. And, uh, and if we do that right out of our heart, uh, there's a blessing in it. I never have, I never have done anything for God with, that I had my heart in that I was doing right out of my heart that I didn't get a blessing. Now I've went through the motions a few times doing some things I knew I, I knew I needed to do or I ought to do and I, I just went through kind of went through the motions from in here and they, I didn't get no blessing. I didn't deserve one. I didn't have my heart. The, the works of God are out of a broken heart and a contrite spirit. You've got to get your heart humble. If I don't if I don't do my, my little part from an humble heart, it's not acceptable to God. Now, when the even was come, he sat down with the twelve. Now, I want to make a point here. The Bible said, where two or three gather together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. If we come to church for the right reason, Jesus is here. He's here, but he'll make himself known to us if we come for the right reason. A lot of times, probably, I, I'm guilty. I can't speak for everybody else. But a lot of times we come to church because it's church time. And we know we ought to go. So we just get up and get ready and come to church. And then there's times that I, I can't hardly wait for church time to get, roll around so I can get over here and worship the Lord. And that's, that's when I got my heart in it. That's when I'm praying before I get here. And I'm wanting to see something good happen. And it... I'll tell you what, whether, whether anybody moves or not, 
when I come to church with my heart and that kind of attitude, something good happens because I get a blessing. <clears throat> and as they did eat, he said, Verily I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. Now, if you go back in the first part of this chapter, and uh, I probably got it wrote down here somewhere, but Judas had already made his deal with the religious people for 30 pieces of silver. And then he had enough nerve after he'd done that to come sat down at the supper table with Jesus. Uh, I think one place in the Bible called, called Judas the son of perdition. And uh, I think somewhere I read somewhere that that meant son of hell. But I've heard people say, well, Judas was saved and then got lost again. Not so. Judas never was saved. There's, and I, I, hope, I hope I'm absolutely wrong about this, but I believe there's a lot of church members, maybe not in this church. I don't know. I don't know. I hope not. But I believe there's a lot of church members that just join the church and have no idea what being saved is. Judas joined this bunch. And, uh, of course, Jesus knew all the time what he was going to do. But now I, I want to I I make this absolutely. God, it wasn't planned. God never, God knew what Judas was going to do. Guaranteed. I, I know he did. He knew all things. But God didn't pick Judas out and said, you're, you're going to betray Jesus, and you, then you're going to go to hell. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that if Judas would have believed, he'd have got saved. He's seen all the works that Jesus done and still betrayed him. Where's that leave us? I've seen, I've, I've witnessed what Jesus done down in here in my life and there's been times in my life that I've betrayed him. We've all, the Bible said we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And there's none good, no, not one. The only good thing in my life is what Jesus put down in here. And uh, he, told me to, he told me to let that shine. So I got I to gotta crucify this man right here, keep him under control the best I can by the help of the Lord so that my light will shine to somebody that needs that needs a light. Point them the way to Jesus. Sure. Tell them what Jesus done. The Bible said, be ready always to give an answer to any man that asketh thee a reason of the hope that's in you. And the, the reason I got a hope down in here is what happened to me on that Sunday morning in 1956 when Jesus saved me. That's why, that's why I come to church. That's why I teach Sunday school, or try to. 
That's, and I'm sure that's everybody here could say the same thing. The reason we're here is because we love the Lord. David said, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? He said, now I'll take the cup of salvation and I'll pay my vows in the presence of all his people. And you can't be in the presence of all his people if you don't go to church. And they were exceedingly sorrowful and began every one of them to say unto him, Lord, is it I? And we've all been guilty. And you remember Peter denied him three times. And uh, so we've all, we've all been guilty. Don't matter how great a... I, I've, known, I've known some real great people in my life. And we've got some real great people right here in this church. And that's my opinion. But they ain't real perfect people. And I might not know a thing on them, but God does. And we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But how many times, how many times, you, you, we probably couldn't count, but how many times have we had to go to God and say, Lord, forgive me, I'm, it's, it's me again, Lord, I've, I'm, I'm guilty. I'm wrong. And he come by and pick us up. The, the, big, the best proof, one of, one, of the, one of the greatest proofs that I've got, I guess, a few times that I've thought about doing something wrong and God come along and say, that ain't right. You don't need to do that. Let me know that I belong to him even when I was wrong. And that, that just proves his love. He's, he loves. He proved his love at Calvary, but he proves it over and over and over and over. And he answered and said, He that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. And then the, I want to read in the book of St. John. Jesus said in 13th chapter of St. John 26, verse, Jesus answering, He it is to whom I shall give a sop when I have dipped. And when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. So Jesus knew who was going to betray him. But even at that, had, had, had Judas repented, and accepted Jesus, he could have got saved. And there's nobody, and I was trying to make that point with Judas, there's nobody excluded from salvation. And we hear that preached all the time here. Don't matter how bad you are, Apostle Paul said he was the chiefest of sinners, and every one of us probably said the same thing sometime or other. But God, God loved every one of us and still does, 
and still reaching our people. The Son of Man goeth as it is written of him, but woe unto that man by whom the Son of Man is, is betrayed. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. And you could say the same thing about every person that leaves this world lost. It had been better for them if they'd not been born. But the good news is, while we're still living here, we've got, we've got opportunity to get saved. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And, and that message is still bringing salvation to people when God directs it to their heart and gives them an opportunity to be saved, they can come and be saved. Then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Master, is it I? He said unto him, Thou, thou hast said. And Judas already knew. He'd, he'd already made a deal with the religious people to betray Christ. And not. Uh, and as they were eating, I, I, I'm going to run out of time. Thank careful. I wanted to get down to this. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper in the church right there. And uh, we have uh, baptism and according to our manual and, and I think the Bible will back that up. Baptism is a prerequisite to the Lord's Supper. In other words, you've got to be baptized be a church member in order to take the Lord's Supper. And some people, there are some people that think that after you're baptized, you have to take the Lord's Supper to be a member of the church. Now, we don't, we don't hold with that too much, but I believe, I believe a person, once they're baptized, if they've been saved by the grace of God and they're baptized, and they're trying to live right. Ought to take the Lord's Supper every time it's offered. Show the Lord's death till he come again. That's what we're here for. Let our people know that Jesus died for us and, and saved us. And he'll do the same for them. That goes right back to that verse I read in, in the thir uh, 13th chapter of Exodus. Said when your son asked you about this, tell him this this is what God done for me. If God saved you, then He wants you to let the world know what He done for you, what He gave you, and that He'll give it to them too if they'll come to Him.
Nobody's excluded. The only exclusion is if you exclude yourself. And I was telling about when I got saved, I'd already made up my mind I wasn't going to the altar. But Edna, the Lord, the Lord through Edna changed my mind. And I come to the altar and got saved. And the best move I ever made in my life. Anybody got anything? But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And uh, from a natural standpoint, which ain't going to be nothing natural then anyway, but... Uh, just the way we look at things, uh, Jesus and us, we'll, whatever goes on in heaven, we'll all be in on it. Because I'm an heir, the Bible said, and a joint heir with Christ. And what Jesus owns in heaven, I own in heaven. Not because I'm good or anything, but because Jesus is in here. Uh, I'm part of the bride, the Lamb's wife. Part of the family of God. And what, uh, what I own, what little I've got right now, when me and my wife leave here, going to go to our kids if there's anything left and uh, same way when when we get up in the resurrection what Jesus has and he's he's already died and rose from the dead but what he owns we own all of heaven belongs to me Even the part that's down in here right now. Anyway. So, but gee, I believe every, every time, every time the church gets up on the mountain, and uh, there's a scripture said that there's, there's more rejoicing in heaven over one soul that repents more than 90 and 9 just persons that need no repentance. I believe the church that's on the other side knows what's going on down here in the spirit. The natural stuff, I don't believe they, they can look into. But I believe when the spirit moves in the church, I believe they know that. And they can rejoice right along with us. And well, really, they they were rejoicing all the time anyway. But <coughs> still, they can rejoice for us, I guess, if you want to say it that way. <coughs> but so, if 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 we're getting a blessing, and then when we get to heaven, of course, it's going to be the same. And when they had sung in him, 
they went out into the Mount of Olives. And, uh, of course, he was going out to the garden where he prayed. And I don't, I don't know what next week's lesson is, so I don't want to go too far. But uh, <clears throat> when we have the Lord's Supper, it ought to be right out of our heart. Don't go through it like just a, a natural thing. You're, you're eating something and you're drinking something. I can do that at home. But when we take the Lord's Supper, it ought to be right out of our heart, pointing back to Calvary. And it said we're commemorating his death till he come again. You're looking back at the cross and looking forward to the resurrection. And uh, Jesus went to the cross and died and rose from the dead. That's, that may be next week's lesson. I don't know. Rose from the dead so that I could have salvation. So that I could have a part in that resurrection. The Bible said, Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. That's the resurrection of Jesus. He was the first fruits of them that slept, the Bible said. So we, we got a part in that first resurrection if we've been saved by the grace of God. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection, for on such a second death hath no power. Now, the, this body's going to die, but my spirit's going back to God who gave it. And on, the, on whatever time it is when the, Jesus comes back, we're going to get up with our glorified body just like the Lord. And that's enough for today. I ain't got time.